Content, an audio drama. This is episode five, Pattern Recognition. Okay, Grace, let's see what you have for me. Found number 8295-923, murder, Emily Hartley. On May 22nd, 2023, at approximately 0932, I, Special Agent Grace Milner of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, was called by Assistant Special Agent in Charge Mitch Caldwell to assume federal authority over the murder investigation of 32-year-old Dallas woman Emily Hartley, who had been discovered asphyxiated and stabbed in a small wooded area approximately 200 meters north of Midway Office Park, Dallas, Texas. I arrived at 1381 Midway Road at approximately 1138 with my supervisor, SSA Jake Scottsdale. On scene when we arrived were multiple DPD units, including two detectives from DPD Homicide. Fire and EMS were exiting the scene. The coroner, who had already examined the body, was available and was asked to remain on standby until my partner and I had done our own walkthrough. Local detectives had already completed initial processing of the scene, including the collection of evidences laid out and attached Addendum 1, Evidence Item Recovery Log. Photo documentation is attached in Addendum 2. Attached Addendum 1. Attached Addendum 1. Here it is. Uh, item number 1. Gold tennis bracelet. Uh, item number 2. iPhone with purple phone case. Item number three, copper and pearl hair clip. Item number four, set of house keys with attached vehicle fob. Body was found nude and supine with eyes open. Wrists were bound with what looked like hemp packing twine. Hands, Hands were, were positioned, positioned at the, at the navel, navel with pinky and index fingers touching respectively. Cause of death appeared to be ligature strangulation from half-inch black industrial zip tie attached around the neck. Another similar or identical zip tie had bound the ankles. Further, we noted up to 10 stab wounds on the chest, abdomen, and neck. The absence of large amounts of blood around the body may indicate that these wounds were inflicted post-mortem. At this time, the coroner was summoned and lifted the victim's right arm, where my partner and I were shown a deep, approximately 3-inch incision on the underside of the wrist. That's where we found the stone, Agent Milner. It was barely visible, but I could tell something was in there. I dug it out with a pair of forceps and bagged it. The lab will tell you what it is. But we already know what it is, don't we? Do you know what some people call apophyllite? Yes, I do. Angel stones. At this stage, SSA Scottsdale and I took the necessary measures to secure the scene and waited for the arrival of ERT. We discussed the striking similarities between this scene and the Kilgore crime scenes of over a decade ago. They were so similar, in fact, that my SSA had me call the Allen B. Polunsky unit to make sure Kilgore had not escaped death row. The prison reported that he had not, and there had been no change in his routine over the past few months. Neither had there been any new visitors. 
Hey, what's up? The Hartley murder. Yeah, that was the first one that kicked us all off. What about it? It wasn't Kilgore. I mean, obviously, since we have him on camera in his cell, 60 miles away, but I've noticed a few things right from go that stand out. Okay, like what? Like the zip tie around the neck. The locking mechanism with K was always dead center just under the chin. In this, it's pushed over to the side. Never seen that before. And the end of the strap was always cut off clean. Also, I think the killer may have taken something this time. And Kilgore never did that. He never took anything. What did he take? A hair clip. Look at the Mazatlan beach photos on the Facebook page. And there's a few at the trampoline park for the kid's birthday. Her boy's birthday. Emily always had those gold and pearl hair clips in. Always wearing two. Always matching. In the inventory log, there was only one found on the body. Can we confirm this with someone? The family, maybe? I can call the husband. Yeah. You think the killer took one when they left? I'd bet on it. Also, Grace just looks sloppy to me. Generally rushed. Poorly managed, you know? That sort of thing. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. You see it, too. Well, the Hartley murder always looked a little off to me. Yeah, I couldn't put my finger on it, though. If you compare the Hartley scene to the scene at Terry Park, you'll see some big differences almost right away. Tilgore was always careful, Grace. You know that. Methodical to a fault. The first one looks messy, but the killer seems to be getting better as he goes along. Like he's learning to be a better Kilgore. The last one was nearly flawless. I didn't spot a thing out of place. I would have swore up and down it was him if I didn't know any better. So, where to go from here? Well, we know the killer has an intimate knowledge of the historical murders. See, either they've had access to the original case file, or they've been in touch with Kilgore directly. What do his visitor logs look like? Lawyer, sister, priest. That's it. The lawyer hates him as far as we can tell. The sister calls every month or so and talks about knitting and their dementia-ridden mother mostly. The priest has been visiting for a few years now. Just a priest. Prays a lot. Can you get me video of the visits? Uh, audio, I guess, of any phone calls saying the last year? Mail, too, if you got any. I want to see for myself. Yeah, I'll try my best. Hopefully I can send it over tomorrow. You can't bring it? I won't be here. I'm heading to Livingston to see him, Dad. And before you ask, no, I can't get you in. Best I can do is call you beforehand. Yeah, okay, do that. Listen, Dad, I have to go. I have another call coming in. And Dad, I love you, okay? I forgive you for everything, and I'm so glad you're helping us with this one. We'll talk soon, I promise. We'll talk again very soon. Discontent. An audio drama. This has been Episode 5. Pattern Recognition. 